0: This is the Langpreneur Podcast, where each week we interview experts in the language learning industry who will show you how to turn your passion for languages into a profitable online business so that you can create an independent career doing something you love. I'm your host, Jan van der Aa. Hey everybody, this is Jan. You are listening to the Langpreneur Podcast and this is episode number 27. Today's guest on the podcast is Lucrezia from Learn Italian with Lucrezia. In this interview today, we are going to learn how, well, we're going to learn what inspired her to start a YouTube channel. We're also going to learn what the actual business is behind the brand. And Lucrezia is also going to share some tips for you in case you want to teach your native language through YouTube. So if you're ready then let's get started but before we get started let's first and say thank you to our sponsor. So are you building an online language business and are you at a point where you need help where you need some expert advice when it comes to taking your business to the next level well then there is good news for you because we are now offering our Langpreneur six-month one-on-one coaching program and in in this coaching program Jan, yes that's me, We'll be helping you one-on-one on taking your language business to the next level. So some of the things that we will help you do, discover the holes in your business, fix them and instantly generate more monthly revenue. But also for things like getting clarity in your current situation, create a killer business strategy based on your personal ambitions and yeah, if you want to grow your language business, then there's is really a unique chance. Um we're only taking on three new clients every month. So if you're interested, send us an email at, at com, and then I will send you more details. Okay, guys, welcome back. Here is my interview with Lucrezia. Hope you enjoy. Hey Lucrezia, welcome to the Langpreneur Podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh yeah how you got started teaching Italian and with your YouTube channel.
1: Hi Jan, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. So um, I'm Lucrezia, I'm Italian, I'm from Rome and I teach Italian as a second language on YouTube but I also offer uh, private lessons. Um, So I started my channel when I was um, at university and I, I had a very different idea of my future when I was at university, because I, start, I studied translation, uh, translation studies. Um, so I started my channel just to, to have something to do in my free time, uh, because I was an avid uh, consumer of YouTube videos, and I wanted to do something similar. I wanted to to make videos, but um, concerning something that was interesting to me. So at the time, of course, I was studying translation, so languages was my thing. It's still my thing, but I mean, uh, I was an avid language student at the time. But um, I wanted to do something even more specific. Um, I think it helps when trying to start a YouTube channel, uh, you have to be very specific about what you uh, talk about on the channel. Uh, so I thought, okay, uh, I'm a native speaker in Italian, so I'm an Italian native speaker. Uh, I could uh, offer tips and tricks on how to learn Italian or maybe try to explain uh, Italian grammar online. And that's, that's what I uh, did. But actually, at the very beginning, I like I didn't start right away with the YouTube channel. I had a blog. So the first thing I've ever like created online was a blog uh, with written language lessons. But then I started to uh, doubt the blog in the sense that having only the written part. For uh, studying a language is not really enough, so I had to implement the written part with um, an audio or something uh, visual, more visual, uh, like a video. So I decided to start a YouTube channel, and my my first videos were very uh are very very uh bad because you can still watch them on my channel. they're still there um, so I just started uh but I didn't know what I was I, I didn't know what I was doing, so um I just started because I really wanted to do it um, and then. I'm here, like almost seven, seven years later.
0: Yeah. So, so why did you start the blog in the first place? Was just, was that just a, as a hobby?
1: Yes, because I was. I think I was afraid of putting myself out there too much. Mm-hmm. Like in videos, you put out, you put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are in the video, and you're there on the internet while. Yeah. You can actually hide behind a blog yeah. somehow. So I think that is why I started out with a blog.
0: Mm-hmm. And at the time, were you like, were you a teacher at the time, or an interpreter, or both, or what was like your like your vision back in the day when you um, for, for your future? I mean, back I in the day when you started your yeah,
1: training. I wanted to um, become a translator. Um, that was my dream, <laughs> and so I was studying translation studies, but then um, like my YouTube channel actually brought me in a different direction. I got my bachelor's degree in translation studies in Trieste, which is a city up north in Italy, And then for my specialization, I um, got back to Rome. During university, you can actually choose um, an exam that you want to do that is not uh, mandatory in your curriculum, right? So I chose um, teaching languages, like didactic. I don't know how to say this in English, but how to teach a language to students. So I took that exam, and I actually became very interested in the topic. So I started to study, um, to study it on my own, and then I decided I would um, get the certification for teaching Italian as a second language. But the certification is actually out it was actually outside of uh, the university course. It's like something different.
0: Yeah. So, did the dream of working as a translator end there?
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So you became did. more
0: passionate about teaching languages than 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 interpreting or translating.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. No, interpreting was actually not for me. Okay. I had to take exa- interpreting exams at university, but I found out that. I am a very anxious person <laughs> I cannot, <laughs> I cannot do interpreting <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess as an interpreter, you have to be able to deal with a lot of pressure right because you have no, no you don't have much time to think, especially as a exactly. simultaneous interpreter yeah. okay, so that's how you got into teaching and then and then what and then you started the block or you you started teaching that you already have students at the time
1: um, so when I got the certification to teach. I was in my fourth or fifth year of, of YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So I had already started oh, the YouTube okay. channel during my bachelor's degree course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my certification like while I was um, um, teaching on YouTube, actually, because I wanted to be more professional in what I was doing. So I could have as well... Uh, continue without a certification mm-hmm. uh, but I wanted to be more specific about it more mm-hmm. I mean more professional if you have a certification mm-hmm. um, to teach a language I think you appear more professional to mm-hmm. viewers or to people who listen to you yeah. and then I also decided to do it because I then started um teaching privately so mm-hmm. i started offering one-on-one lessons mm-hmm. online
0: yeah so you started your youtube channel what was it like six six years yeah, ago? six
1: or seven years ago six or seven yeah. years
0: ago um you knew that you wanted to teach italian was there a lot of other channels out there or of you know for italian learners and what was your like did you have a strategy at the time how like what was your plan how did you think you could beat the other channels or was there no plan (laughs)
1: uh no there was no plan to beat other channels i've like i've never really uh been in competition with anyone uh mm, i i've actually like at the very beginning i didn't know if there were um, many other italian channels out there or not so i just started my own thing (laughs) <laughs> not thinking, up, not thinking about anything else. At the beginning, I did not have any strategy because I just started and uh, with my like with the camera on my computer, just talked to the camera and then uploaded the video. And at the very beginning, I thought it would be useful to uh, follow some kind of order in the lessons. So I started with the alphabet and then. I went on to the articles, etc. Uh, but then, as I started to grow my audience, um, I've changed that. Because when you have many people following you, you cannot, re- I mean, in my opinion, you cannot really follow an order because you have many different levels. So, that order, um, I mean, you cannot please everyone. So that order wouldn't fit um, everyone's needs. So I started to make videos um, to answer questions and doubts. So the most frequent questions I would get, I would make a video Mm -hmm. about it.
0: I see. So what do you think made your channel so successful? I mean, these days you have one of the biggest, maybe it's even the biggest, I'm not really sure, um, youtube channel for italian learners how, how how do you do that What what's the secret here is it just being consistent and, and listening to your audience being uh, engaging being good in front of the camera what do you think made your channel so successful
1: i think it i think it's a mix of things uh consist- consistency yes but that's not the only thing i mean um i think you also have to have um a nice personality
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean you have to you have to come across as friendly and yeah. um, open to help people yeah. because they're there to be helped in a way, yeah. Yeah. so you have to be friendly and uh positive about things um, yeah, I actually don't know why my channel is like has become a good source of information for, uh, many learners of Italian. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I don't, it's a difficult question to answer Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I don't think there is a secret Mm -hmm. to it. It's just, it's just how you present yourself online Mm -hmm. mainly.
0: Mm -hmm. so you have this you have this youtube channel you also have a podcast tell us a little bit about that podcast how important is the podcast for you and for the business
1: um i i don't think the podcast is as important as for example my youtube channel my podcast is just there um it's free to listen to it's just an additional uh resource Um, I don't upload it as much, like as frequently as uh, people ask me to, (laughs) but uh, because that's something I do also for my own pleasure, because I just like doing it, Um, but it's just there when uh, I feel like recording an episode, I just record it. It's not as structured as my YouTube channel is, or better, it's not um my
0: main it's not your main thing. focus, right? Yeah. The main, my focus, main focus, focus is the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when could you you know, when did you get to the stage where you could live off this thing?
1: Um I think one and a half year ago I started to really live off uh this um online teaching. Uh, business, um, YouTube channel, and private lessons. Um, honestly, I could not live off my YouTube channel alone. I, I need to, to offer um, private lessons. So I think it's very important to have various uh, source, sources of income um, because YouTube, I mean, it's there, but it's not... Um, reliable in the sense that one month you could make a lot and then the the next month you could make half of that so it's not uh predictable
0: so how has your youtube channel helped you to find students like did it help you to just find more students or are you able to raise the prices or like what has been your experience so far
1: um so, of course, the YouTube channel is a very important um, source of students because a lot of students find me on, on YouTube. And then when the, the moment they, they realize that I teach on italki, they contact me, like they, they uh, look for me on italki and then they um, ask me if I'm uh, available to, to accept new students so YouTube is very important to um, keep um, growing my my brand, if you want to yeah, call it yeah. that, that Your way. personal brand, yeah. Yeah, um, and I've honestly, I honestly don't want to raise my le- like my prices on. Like for the private lessons, just because my YouTube channel is successful. Um, the thing is, I have many affectionate students, and many students are my age. They are university students, so I don't want to. I don't want my lessons to be. That expensive because i really like the relationship i've built with my students and i know they're university students they maybe uh don't like cannot afford a super expensive uh italian lesson so
0: may i ask how much you're charging on, on italki
1: yeah I, it's uh 26 dollars for a 60 minute lesson
0: yeah I guess that's I still a I bit above the average price on Italki, right? But again, yeah. you can do that because, well, I guess there is I've a lot seen, of demand. I've
1: seen much higher prices on Italki. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was the maximum? Is there a maximum Italki? You know that, like fifty dollars or something?
1: Uh, the maximum is eighty dollars. Oh, $80, Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm
0: wondering, uh wondering Who can charge eighty dollars on Italki? But yeah. Yeah, so, I so, know. It's-
1: it's a lot i mean the the thing is what can you teach a person Mm -hmm. to um like to make up for the fact that you're charging 80 dollars or 80 dollars an hour i mean it's it's a lot
0: yeah well i guess just you know some people just have a lot of money and have a big budget that they want to spend on Italian lessons, and you know, they if they like to watch your videos, then when it comes to you know, whenever they want to take an Italian lesson, and you know what, I'm gonna do with Lucrezia, and then if the money doesn't matter, I <laughs> see how that could work. But yeah, man, yeah, I, I see. Well, if you if you really like your students and it's more about the teaching itself, you then I mean, yeah, why I not? It's good for your students, and uh, well, if it makes you happy, then. Uh, that's what's yeah. the most important, right? So how do I you know. <laughs> that, how do you divide the time like between your YouTube channel and teaching? Is it like like how do you spend your time? Do you divide your working time like fifty percent teaching, fifty percent YouTube channel, or how you?
1: It really depends. Um, I don't have a fixed schedule, so I organize um, my schedule day by day. So I have um, like a time schedule for lessons and it's like in the morning, like three hours in the morning and three hours in the afternoon. What's left um, I uh, use for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: so what do you like the most about what you do?
1: Um, I, I get to be creative <laughs> with videos and like content creation is very creative in a way um even when I uh, prepare like when I create a, a lesson for uh, grammar a grammar topic for example it it's still very creative um that's one thing I like and I really like being able to um, help people learn my language. <laughs> That's one thing I really like about what I do. And um, the freedom I have. And, like, even these days, I keep doing what I've always done. So I can work from home um, and I get to uh, organize my schedule and my life.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's what's the most important for you
1: um i think so yeah yeah but also the fact that i get to live off what i love doing so mm-hmm. this um teaching online teaching business gives me the opportunity to live um the life i want basically mm-hmm. it's like my i mean my life is not very exciting but <laughs> i like it <laughs>
0: Sometimes you know, like our lives, or like people who have a huge following, their lives look more exciting than it is in reality, right? Because in reality, it's also <laughs> yeah. a lot of hard work. I mean, like you're, you're you're teaching, you have to prepare all these YouTube videos, you need to design all these thumbnails, all this kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> people mm-hmm. listening to the podcast might be thinking the same. But yeah, even once life is never perfect, right? But I think as long as we are doing what we love doing, I think that's already a great. Yeah
1: a lot of hours in front of the computer but it's worth it
0: Mm -hmm. so uh, tell us a little bit about because i saw on your website that you also have online courses is that that something that you have been focusing on a lot or or not really and what do you see
1: no it's i don't uh it's not really courses um it's just another additional resource (laughs) i have uh, on Teachable, mm-hmm. I created um, a collection of listening comprehension exercises. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a course, it's more um, yeah, a collection of exercises people can um, use to practice. Mm-hmm. And it's basically um, like you have the audio track, uh, exercises, comprehension exercises, and then at the end of everything um the script mm-hmm. for the audio track
0: yeah cool mm-hmm. now you have we, we we briefly talked about the youtube channel before but let's talk a little bit more about how you how you did it you said you you do not you know you do not really know how you managed to build to to grow such a, a big channel um you know what kind of actions or what what are kind of the things that, are, that, that worked the best in terms of building a YouTube channel? Like if you go back in time, you think about some of the actions that you took, like some kinds of videos, or like have there been certain activities, certain things that you've done that helps growing the channel? Or do you have um, any advice, anything that you could share for other people who are building or want to build a YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, so I would say... Um, uploading on a regular schedule even if it's just once a week that's important because um, you just give out the message that you're always there Mm -hmm. so people can find you and people can rely on you Mm -hmm. in a way uh, because you upload regularly and uh, that builds trust in people Mm. in the sense that Um, you're not a person who just uploads once every, I don't know, every two months. Yeah. And that way people are not really interested in following your journey Mm. online because you're not there.
0: Yeah. It's really about being a friend, like, like a friend always shows, shows up when, when, uh, when someone needs him. Right. So that's basically what you're doing here. You are, it's all about creating. (laughs) Creating trust, yeah, I think, and it's interesting trust, that you yes. mm-hmm. that, that you mentioned that because we all know that we have to be consistent. But uh, you know, I've never thought that I never thought about this trust this trust factor because, of course, you know, when people go to a blog, it's useful. But when they see you on YouTube, you know, it's easier mm-hmm. to relate. And then if you show up every week, it creates even more trust. That's interesting. analyzers never thought about mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. And Any other then
1: um, I think. Uh, my videos are not very uh, produced, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean,
0: well, well produced. Or, yeah, I know yeah, what I mean.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't really uh, have a massive production <laughs> behind <laughs> yeah. my videos. Yeah. So my videos are um, always very um, informal. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm talking to the person watching me. I mean, I'm there. And it's really about bonding with your viewers. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to uh, answer questions. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you see in the comments, for example, a recurring question or doubt, uh, I think it would be uh, very useful for your channel to address that question mm-hmm. in a video. Mm-hmm. Because if that's a recurring question, it means that your audience really wants to know more about that topic.
0: Yeah, So the key so, is to really give your audience what they want, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. And now my channel is mainly targeted to an intermediate, uh, advanced uh, audience of, um, like learners, mm-hmm. um, because I always tend to answer questions from my students and, um, it means that my students are intermediate advanced question uh, sorry, <laughs> it means that my students are intermediate advanced students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be also helpful, really, um, it would also be helpful to focus on a group of students. Yeah. Like, for example, if you want to, to start a language channel.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, as I said at the beginning of this episode, creating lessons in order mm. is maybe useful if you want to target your channel to a beginner audience
0: yeah, yeah. because they all need to start with the same things right important exactly. verbs s- standard conjugations greetings that kind of stuff
1: exactly um, on the contrary if you want to target your channel to a more advanced mm-hmm. uh group of students then i think answering questions and making videos on Uh, like answering the most recurring questions from students Mm. is the key Mm. I think like in my experience Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that would be my tip so you have to know what you want to do with your channel if you want to start a language channel but it might happen like it happened to me Um, I didn't have a clear idea of my strategy when I started so I started with lessons in order yeah, but then I figured out what I wanted to do yeah. as I went on creating. Yeah. Hmm. So I think that the thing is just you have to start and see what works best for you. Yeah, exactly. I think.
0: No, we always in our like this weekend. By the way, we're going to give a, a workshop. We were planning to do that in Berlin, but we now have to do it online because of this whole Corona virus thing. And we always talk about the importance of choosing a niche, right? Um, yeah. Which is important. But then you might say, Yeah, well, there's so many, you know, huge YouTube channels out there. Like for example, you know, we had Lucy from English with Lucy on the podcast, three and a half million subscribers. She she doesn't really have a niche, right? It's just English. For well, British English in this mm-hmm. case. And so you can get away with it. You can get away with by not choosing a niche. But only when you're already the biggest one, right? If you're already the biggest, then it's, it's not really, like it needs just to build traction. So if you started an Italian channel, like let's say six or seven years ago, you know there might not have been a lot of content out there. You can't get away with it, but just starting. But then later on, obviously you look at, okay, what's working best? What do I like to do? What does my audience want more? But if you are a beginner now and you want to get started, you want to get traction, then I think, yeah, you definitely need to, to be more specific so that's also what you that's also what you're doing now like you want to focus more on intermediates um
1: mm-hmm. yeah intermediate advanced students
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah but i mean you can change your strategy as you go on yeah yeah for sure. It, yeah you just see what work, what works best uh for you and your channel you have to uh consider what you like doing i mean uh your strategy has to go um hand by hand like with what works best for your channel Mm. and what you like creating because you cannot really um maintain a channel creating things you don't like creating
0: yeah people can see that right can hear that feel that
1: exactly yeah it has to be uh 50 50 like has to be balanced
0: yeah i think you know as a langpreneur like people listening to this podcast like most of us we are you know it's important to make enough money at least but it's also important to do something that we love doing right so if you just follow the money then you might end up you know creating a job for yourself that (laughs) that you don't want to do that's not really that's not really the goal here so yeah Yeah. it doesn't
1: really i mean If, of course, there are exceptions, but in my experience, I wouldn't start a language channel to become rich because, I mean, it it didn't happen in in my case. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not really the the main um, uh, focus of a language YouTube channel. You should start a language channel if you really are passionate about teaching a language and helping people becoming rich it's not really uh the case
0: mm-hmm. yeah i think it depends on well i know like a few guys that i've had on the podcast that make well a lot of money so it is possible but if money is the motivation then i think you are can have a very hard time
1: yeah exactly i mean there are exceptions of course it happens uh mm-hmm. to have a very successful cha- language channel and earn a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it's not true for every language channel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we had Daria from Real Russian Club on the podcast a few weeks ago, and she openly shares. She said, I think she has like 200,000 subs on YouTube, and she said that she makes on average like I think it was like a thousand three hundred dollars. So. And she said, actually, in Russia, it's not bad at all, you know, even especially if you don't live in the big cities. Is that you, it's something that you could live off. But if you live in, I don't know, in Paris or in Amsterdam or in Rome, mm-hmm. it's not enough to live off, right? So you need to think about ways to, to and yeah. about other income streams. Well, like you can do that by teaching, of course. There's other YouTubers who uh, sell online courses, for example, affiliate marketing. What do you think about selling online courses or affiliate marketing? Or like, are you. Are you happy like with with the teaching? That's just something that you want to continue doing, or are you also considering to
1: yeah, create online um, courses, for
0: example, or run challenges? Um.
1: I could in the future. I could start thinking about creating an online course. The thing is that um, knowing myself, mm-hmm. I would never be satisfied with the with the results.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's very difficult for me, like now mm-hmm. to think about uh the topic of a possible um online course
2: mm-hmm.
1: i would change my mind constantly <laughs> yeah. so that's one thing i have to um i would have to fight <laughs> myself
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's that's yeah That's definitely a mindset thing there yeah maybe you can just ask your audience and see what they. yeah
1: want. yeah yeah but i'm like as of now, I'm not um, in the mi- in the right mindset to uh, think about creating a, an online course. Um, as for affiliate marketing, I've I have a few affiliate links in my descriptions um, on YouTube in my video descriptions on YouTube, and um, it's for um, one is for Italki. <laughs> And the other one is for a product I really, really like. It's like an audio magazine for um, intermediate advanced um, learners of Italian. Tutto Italiano audio magazine. Yeah, it's really interesting because it's actually a magazine with news, um, current affairs. Um, It's uh, produced in Italy and it comes with the uh, with an audio cd so you can actually listen to the articles and there are also grammar exercises mm. at the end of each article yeah so it's really um it's a really nice um resource
0: mm-hmm. and they give you like a percentage for every sale that you make
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. so what's the what what's the future like what are your ambitions well are some of the things that you want to focus on, let's say in the next year or in the next few years,
1: um, I would really like um, for my channel to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it will ever be possible, but I would like to reach one million subscribers mm-hmm. on my channel. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know because I think there is a cap on how many like people um are interested in learning italian yeah
0: that's the thing (laughs) yeah
1: um so there must
0: be a million people in the world right
1: yeah there must be (laughs) (laughs) Mm. yeah so maybe they they just don't use internet to learn
0: maybe not yet maybe they maybe they don't have youtube yet and not good streaming Where where are most of your students from? I mean, who wants to learn Italian? Is it like mainly English speakers? I think there's also quite a lot of Brazilians interested in Italian. Yeah, eh?
1: yeah. US, uh, Brazil, UK, Australia, and Germany, actually. Germany is also in my um, top 10 of countries Mm -hmm. in my YouTube statistics, analytics. analytics. Mm
0: -hmm. Any other things that you want to share with our listeners about Mm -hmm. well about well your business that's eventually what it is right about like some of the lessons that you've learned over the last few years building this platform
1: i think it's useful to have at least two social media accounts uh, to just um, uh, promote yourself even more so for example i have the youtube channel which might be considered as a social account, social media account, and Instagram. So, of course, you have to differentiate the content you post on both social media, but Instagram has a more um, like familiar feeling. I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain this, but on Instagram, you're closer to your viewers. And then you maybe build an audience that doesn't necessarily use YouTube. So you can actually cross market your, um, your content. And that's the same for YouTube. So many people who use YouTube might not necessarily be on Instagram. For example, Instagram is my other social media of choice, but you could choose any other social media platform. So you could cross market your content and um, just share your content online I think it's useful in my personal experience I wouldn't do more than more than two social media accounts uh, unless you you have someone helping you with it yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah
0: so- so, so tell us a little bit more about Instagram because actually that's something that we haven't talk mu- uh, talked about much here on the podcast. Um, so what, what do we need to know, you know, like as a, let's say, as a starting, Langpano just got started. What do I need to know about Instagram? How can I get traffic there? Obviously, I can send traffic there. You know, you can do that mm-hmm. from your YouTube channel if you don't, if you have a YouTube channel. What if you don't have a YouTube channel? Of course, you need to use hashtags, but like how do you make your Instagram Engaging because you have quite a big account, right? I'm, I'm not sure about the number um, of followers, but
1: it's now at um, a little more than uh, 40,000
0: mm-hmm.
1: followers. Do
0: you think most um, of these people come from YouTube or there's also a no? Lot of, okay,
1: no, I don't think so. I think they're just um, they were on the platform already and they just decided to follow me on Instagram. Um, I don't post lessons on Instagram. I just post my um, date, I mean, it's more personal, my Instagram is more personal, so I make stories about my daily life and I post pictures um, around Rome, for example. I don't really post um, like instant videos, like short videos um, of regarding Italian language. Uh, it's in Italian. So everything I do on Instagram is in Italian, but it's not necessarily related to language learning or grammar. Um, and that's why, th- that's because I have a YouTube channel where I do that. Uh, but it could be very interesting to have an Instagram account just focusing on um, teaching a language in like short bites of Uh, language. For example, you could make vocabulary um, content, grammar content. You could choose between um, creating uh, pictures or videos, um, pronunciation content. It's It's very useful because you just need a video of like a few seconds just pronouncing a word, for example, and having the word written in in the video or in the in the photo, um, Instagram can be used in many different ways for language teaching. Um, again, it really depends on what the teacher wants to do. Mm-hmm. So and if you
0: yeah, so if you you just want to make it personal, so you, you put your face there, you know, photos of Rome. And then in the stories, you speak Italian, which might be useful for, mm-hmm, or which exactly. is useful for people who, who are learning yes. Italian.
1: And th- that's more personal because I already have a platform where I uh, publish yeah. more structured content.
0: Mm. Yeah, I also, you know, just thinking about this now, but I, I can see the benefit of having your face there because, you know, the Lankpreneurs, eventually we are all building a personal brand, right? And you can... Mm-hmm there's many instagram channels out there that just post like screenshots or, or like mm-hmm. videos or like powerpoint slide presentation and some of them are actually pretty big but it's less personal right you don't have the feeling that you have a strong yeah. connection to to this channel because there is no face it's a bit faceless mm-hmm. um i mean there's still yes, channels. having
1: having a face out there is actually useful yeah. it helps um bonding Mm. With your
0: audience. Yeah. Maybe that's something that we forgot to cover. Maybe that was one of the uh success factors of well, the platforms that you build after all. You see have your face there and well, you look very friendly, you know, like like you're their friend. Mm-hmm. Um very yeah. natural. Maybe that's the big lesson of Mm-mm. today.
1: Just- yeah. That's it. <laughs> Even Um, Even if you don't have to put your face out there. Because, I mean, there could be uh, people who want to start something, want to start um, creating online, but do not necessarily want to put their faces out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I mean, it's still possible to create something, build something um, without putting yourself out there.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if you... If you want to get started, you you want to choose you you have to choose a platform. You know, it's not about what platform is. You know, is, is, where's is the most traffic? Should I do TikTok? Should I do YouTube? Oh, but Facebook is also working. It's more about okay, what fits what fits your personality, right? Exactly. You, you, exactly. If you like mm-hmm. you know, if you like to walk around with the camera, if you like the idea of engaging on video, then you should go for YouTube or you know, blogging can be huge as well. And there's many yeah. successful bloggers also in our niche. Okay. Mm-mm. But it's good, obviously. I you know, I think for if you wanna make sales in the end it's good to have a face there. Although it's not it's not a, it's not necessarily a must, yeah. No, yeah,
1: yeah. but I mean having a face is just a matter of trust. So yeah. people can like know uh, what you look like know who you are and can actually put a face on uh the content you create oh she's creating this uh video okay um let me follow her yeah i don't know yeah
0: yeah we always say people don't want to learn from faceless companies they want to learn from other people right they want to learn from friends Mm -mm. and that's uh well, that's what you are. That's what you are giving them. So that's great. Well, uh, Lucrezia, yeah, we will be um, will be following you in YouTube. If we want to know more about you, where where can we go? Your YouTube channel, of course.
1: Yeah. So learn Italian with Lucrezia on YouTube, and then on Instagram, just my name, Lucrezia Oddone.
0: Mm-hmm, great. Well, we're going to add all the links in the show notes, so make sure to check it out, Lucrezia. Thank you very much and um well wish you a nice rest of the day
1: thank you so much jan for having me on the podcast it's been um a pleasure and i hope what i said was useful
0: <laughs> yeah sure well we will ask our audience so <laughs> let us know send us an email yeah. <laughs> tag us on instagram and um, see you on the next episode want to learn how you can grow your language business or maybe meet us at one of our upcoming events then go to our website langpreneur.com thanks for listening and see you in the next episode